You're listening to The Real Health Podcast by Ebony May. We have our whole lives to get to where we want to be and there's no point in time where health and fitness comes to an end and you can just throw the towel in and be done with it. It's a journey and it's a process and I think acknowledging your progress along the way is so important. This is an interview episode with Riley from RFPT. Riley is a personal trainer specializing in female training, teaching women how to create healthy lifestyles and build their dream bodies without restrictions. In this episode, Riley chats about the importance of body acceptance and appreciation whilst chasing your fitness or physique goals, common client misconceptions, confidence, and comparison. I cannot wait for you guys to dig into this episode, and I hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoyed recording. Without further ado, here is my interview with Riley. Riley, welcome to the Real Health Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So am I. I feel like we've talked for so long already off mic, so I'm excited to see what we do on mic. (laughs) I know. I think we could have talked for hours, but we're recording now. (laughs) It's a pull a pin and press record. Riley, the first question I ask every single guest is what does real health mean to you? To me, I think real health is about your entire being, being fit both mentally, physically, emotionally, and just finding that balance between um, your eating, your nutrition, and just having that healthy kind of mindset around all things that cover health and fitness. Mm, Yeah, I love that. I love talking about the mindset as well. So you are a personal trainer. When did you realize the importance of mindset? Did you know that before going in or was it something you realized after studying? The more clients I kind of had and the more stories I heard and journeys that I kind of were able to share with people, I started to realize the effects of mindset and how so many of us experience different things that lead us to have either a poor or a positive mindset around health and fitness. And no two people are the same. And I think it's really interesting to hear people's journeys and yeah, the reasons behind why their mindset is the way it is and how much it affects the outcome of your health and fitness journey. So the next segment is the real recap. How has your last seven days been? Pretty busy, if I'm being honest. I think coming into summer now, a lot of girls are ready to kind of yeah, get on track with their health and their fitness and sign up to a program. So my 12-week reset is starting again this week with a bunch of new online clients. So that's been really good and super exciting to start. But I think, yeah, the season of life right now that I'm in, it's just a bit of a hustle, a bit of a grind. I've got heaps going on, but yeah can't complain. It's really exciting. And I'm so proud of all my clients at the moment. So it's been amazing. Well, the next question I was going to ask is what stage of life you're in, like what season, but you've already already answered that. So yeah, that's okay. We'll move straight on to the next one. So I'd love if you could just introduce yourself and kind of give me the elevator pitch of who you are and what your business is. Yeah, cool. So um, my name's Riley. I am 19. I live on the Sunshine Coast. Noosa, Noosa Sunshine Coast, whatever way you want to say it. (laughs) I'm on the Sunny Coast, yeah. And I started my business two years ago now. And I am a female-only trainer. I have my PT qualifications. Um, I've done heaps of courses since then around like nutrition and mindset and female anatomy and those sorts of things. But really my goal is to just help as many women as I can have a positive relationship with fitness, um, learn the importance of fitness and what it actually does for your health and kind of break through some of those myths that we typically grow up believing and um, following, which is 
disappointing sometimes when you see so many women affected by things that just aren't completely true. So I think one client at a time, if I can help them in some small way, better their lives through health and fitness, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, 100%. It breaks my heart when people have their, well, their approach to fitness and nutrition is a form of punishment or they do it because they don't feel good enough now. How do you think that girls can simultaneously strive towards their goals to be leaner or stronger or fitter whilst appreciating the way that their body is right now? Yeah, I love this question. I think I'm all about this in the sense that fitness should never be a punishment and you shouldn't have to eat healthy because you want to be skinny or you want to have less cellulite or have a smaller waist, whatever it might be. And I think some of the most important things are acknowledging your progress along the way. So instead of just thinking, right, when I get to this end point in six weeks or eight weeks time, I'm going to be happy because that's never the reality. And I don't know anyone who will have an uninterrupted six to 12 weeks um, if they're doing a program where nothing goes wrong because we are girls, we have our cycle to consider. Obviously, we're emotional humans. Things change um, week to week and it's important to know that your mindset, your um, positivity, your health, your physical well-being and as well as just like how strong you're feeling will always fluctuate throughout the month as well as your weight. So if we're so focused on getting to this end goal of losing 5 kilo, losing 10 kilo, it's really consuming and very stressful to think that I have to be somewhere at this point in time. We have our whole lives to get where we want to be and there's no point in time where health and fitness comes to an end and you can just throw the towel in and be done with it it's a journey and it's a process and I think acknowledging your progress along the way is so important so taking pictures is crucial to me progress photos are key I don't think scales are a good or accurate representation of progress and the more we kind of focus in on that number the more consuming that whole journey is so taking photos acknowledging that process um, and also just setting performance goals over physical goals I think for people that say you can't do one burpee if you set a goal to do 10 burpees in a row the progress will happen physically as you're focused in on that performance goal and it takes the pressure off the way you look and more focuses in on the way you're feeling and how strong and healthy you're feeling. So I think that's a really important one, especially when you are starting out and you do want to focus on um, losing 10 kilos or losing five kilos, whatever it might be. Yeah, I love I love that because, and that's why I try and get my clients to focus on as well, because you're focusing on what you're gaining instead of what you're losing. And I think that's so much more empowering to think I used to not be able to do this and now I can. That's so much cooler than saying, oh, I lost two kilos. Yeah, exactly. Who cares? <laughs> What's two kilos? <laughs> so I know that you work with a lot of girls through RFPT. What do you think is one of the biggest misconceptions you've come across through your work with your clients? Yeah, I love this as well. I think even despite just my clients having um, being on Instagram and having a lot of questions come in all the time, a lot of people believe carbs make you fat strength makes you bulky, cardio equals fat loss. And I think those three are some of the top misconceptions within the whole fitness industry. And I'm sure that you've heard that a lot with your clients as well. Um, And it's just important to educate yourself around those things because it's just not true. And strength is so important for your physical as well as your mental well-being and it really does give you incredible results and for girls to gain muscle it's actually really really hard as you would know as well so I think it's important 
for girls to kind of understand um, those sorts of things. And yeah, that strength won't make you bulky. In fact, you're going to build lean muscle, burn through fat more efficiently and effectively. um, And that cardio isn't the way to lose fat if that's your goal. Um, And then, yeah, going into those things about lower belly fat and hip dips and things like that. It's important to understand too with, let's use hip dips for an example. I know a lot of clients will say to me, I just want to get rid of this. I just want to get rid of that. Or I just want to get rid of this part of me. And that is your pelvis, um, pelvic structure. <laughs> There's no real way that you're going to change the shape of that. And I think getting to a point in yourself where you start to accept those things in your body. Like I know for me, um, the first place I'll put on weight is my stump, um, lower belly, sorry, um, bum and thighs. And it's the last place it'll leave if I'm going into a deficit and trying to lose weight. So getting to a part where you can kind of accept those things in your body and understand um, yeah, where your body stores fat, how you carry your weight, what parts you don't like so much what parts you do like and once you get to a place where you accept those things your whole journey and your whole fitness journey will become so much easier Mm, yeah I love that so much I think that whole spot reduction myth is is so prevalent even still now when a lot of women are saying it's typically that area like the lower belly even with me as well that's the bit where I hold fat and I think it's it's it Mm. causes such a fixation but I think if you go into your fitness goals wanting that just one thing and fixating, it's just going to become an obsession as well. And I don't think it's as productive as working your body as a whole and focusing on the functionality of your body as a whole. Yeah, exactly. And I think too, it's also important to remember why we're here, what women's purpose is on earth. We're here to reproduce. That's what our bodies are made for. And the reason that we do store our fat on our bum and on our thighs is because that's the energy source that um, our babies need when we are growing a child. And the reason we have that lower belly fat is to protect those reproductive organs. And there's actually physiological reasons why our bodies are the way they are. And I think it's so funny, and I'm guilty of it myself, um, to why women are so fixated on losing that lower belly fat getting rid of cellulite and all those sorts of things when that's literally what we're made for and why we all have it. So why would we want to get rid of something that we all have and why do we complain about it so much? I just find it interesting. Um, Again, I'm guilty of it. I can't sit back and say I've never complained. But, yeah, getting to that point of acceptance and realising our bodies are here for a reason and just staying fit, staying healthy are the most important things you can do for your overall health. I want to touch on an Instagram post that you made that I really, really liked how you worded it. You said, don't waste time pleasing people for the sake of acceptance or being someone you're not. It's important to recognize the difference between when you're giving up and when you've had enough. If you stay in your own lane and stay true to yourself, everything will work out the way that it's meant to. I really, really liked that. And I want to break it down. I have like three questions within this. So buckle down. Have you always had the confidence to be free from the desire to please others or the fear of not being accepted by others and if you haven't what attributed to building that confidence I really yeah I love this and I think um, I want to kind of disclaim before I start this is I am a person that's very sure in myself I know what I want I know who I am I know where I want to be long term and it hasn't necessarily always been that way but I've never gone through a stage in life where I've really struggled with my self-worth and yeah who I am and what I want to be so I think For me personally, it's just a matter of blocking out the things that don't matter in life, whether that be people, background noise, um, and just opinions that really don't matter. Like, for example, on Instagram, 
I don't follow that many people and it's not to be rude. I follow my clients. I adore my clients. I follow influencers that make me feel good and post valuable content. Um, But I think it's important to not consume yourself with so many people, so many photos, um, so many models, say, for example, that, you know, have these tiny bodies, they look incredible, but I don't want to wake up every single day and scroll through my feed through 1,000 people and, yeah, I don't know, just have that constant comparison. So I think there's things that you can do in your everyday life to take that burden off yourself and kind of work on those things within you. And then when you get to that point of acceptance and realizing who you are, what you want, what you stand for, you can kind of reintroduce those things into your life. But yeah, I've seen it in a lot of clients before where you just get in this constant cycle of comparison and that really um, yeah, contributes to the way you view yourself and the way you talk to yourself and yeah, who you kind of think that you are. But it's important to, yeah, I think just really take a step back focus on you for a while and block out all the background noise because at the end of the day you have to know your own self-worth to then get to a point where you can look at other people and be positive and not jealous because I think Instagram contributes a lot to jealousy and comparison and they're both really negative emotions and things to have um, yeah day to day and I think if you can take a step back remove yourself from those sorts of things and really focus on your own self-worth you get to that point where you know what you want and you know who you are. Yeah, that is so true. That makes me want to go do an Instagram cleanse. Every now and then I just go through go through my feed because I find that I don't even scroll my feed very often. I love stories, but then I'm following all these people who I have no idea about because I never go through my feed. So maybe I'll do that tonight. Yeah, and I think I'm another kind of thing that I do there as well is there might be some people that I really want to follow and I find value from them, but maybe their stories don't really um, – yeah, like I don't find that much value from their stories or it might be a company and I just go and hide stories for a while if I need a bit of a cleanse from that because I think the more time you spend on your phone and doing that comparison, it's just, it's negative and it's a negative mindset to be in. Mm, and that's really good to mention as well. I think if somebody somebody's a, doesn't want to offend someone by unfollowing them, if it is a friend who's triggering some sort of thing within you that is causing comparison, then you can always hide their posts or their stories as well as another option. Yeah, exactly. And we're all on our own journey and nothing is going to happen at the same time for people. So I think that's another thing that we can really start to compare to is where someone else is at within their life. And it honestly doesn't matter. We're all different. We all have a different path and we're all taking yeah, our own steps in life. And I think if you look at your friends doing something like someone might be buying a house or someone might be getting married or having a baby or traveling the world, obviously not at the moment, but <laughs> if they were, um, yeah, but kind of being okay with where you are in life and really focusing on the things that you want to achieve is the best thing you can do. Yeah, exactly. Tell us what you meant by recognizing the difference between giving up and knowing when you've had enough. When have you had to apply this within your life? Um, I would say this year it's been a thing that I've really had to start to think about in terms of the people in my life, whether that be family, friends, um, coaches, teachers, whatever it might be, taking a step back and realizing the people in your life that serve you and the people that don't. And this can be a really, really tough thing to do. And I think as girls, um, and now this is a generalization, but I think we are people pleasers. And We don't want to upset anyone. We don't want anyone to be offended by the things we do. And more often than not, we tend to put ourselves last in um, situations just to make somebody else happy. And I have been guilty of this for my entire life for just being too nice. Um, 
and there's nothing wrong with being a nice person but when it comes at your expense there's something wrong with that and I think when you really look at um, the people in your life it's yeah there's just some that are there and they're supporting you and they want the best for you and there's others that are there and it's just not the same as what you're giving them. So it might be something as simple as them just not supporting you on days that you need them to support you or not checking in on you the way you check in on them. And there's different things that happen in people's lives that get you to that point. But I think it's important to just know that who has your back at the end of the day. And when you look at the people in your life and the closest people to you, You want those people to be your ride or die. Like they are there for you no matter what. And if they're not there for you and they don't support you, you don't need them in your life. Mm, I love that so much. And I think when you start to look at that within your life, it can make the biggest difference. And I think because you're 19, yeah? Yeah, 19. Yeah, so I think that you're sort of in that phase because like I'm almost 23, but I know that when I was going through that phase of like I was out of high school for a little bit, going into university, going to that next stage of my life, you meet a lot of new people and you start to sort of, I guess, lose other people, but you can view it as a negative thing or you can, you can view it as a really positive thing. And just I always trust that no matter how small, like I enjoy having a small circle because I know that whoever's in my circle belongs there, if that makes sense. And I think having yeah. someone who's loyal like one person who's really loyal and a quality friend is so much better than having like 15 friends who you don't even know that well on a personal level. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. And I think sometimes too, it's just, we stay um, within a group that we're with, within a friendship that we have because it's comfort, because we know it, we're familiar with it. It might not make us feel any good, but we stay there because it's comfortable. And realizing that removing yourself from that friendship or that person, whoever it might be, you kind of start to realize that they were a roadblock to you finding real people in your life that are your actual friends and will support you no matter what. And getting rid of that from your life can be the biggest blessing in disguise. Oh, completely. And I think it also takes leaving school because when you're in school, you hang out with those people and you may love them, but you've learned to love them. Whereas when you go out into the world and even I've met so many people through Instagram, like you and I have so much in common. We like, those are the types of people you meet after you leave and after you expand your mind and you grow. And I feel like if you stay in that very small um, mindset that you've been going through your whole life for your whole life, then you don't meet any new people. And you also don't learn whether those people were actually like with you, you know, by choice or by comfort. Exactly. And I think too, sometimes with long-term friendships, um, and this can be relatable to either family, sisters, brothers, uncles, whatever it might be, cousins, or your best friend, you tend to be in that cycle of comparison. And I think that can be really toxic and really negative. And just because someone is your best friend, is your sister, is your mum, doesn't mean that they can't impact you in a really negative way. Mm -hmm. And I think getting to a place where you're comfortable to be like, you know what, I don't need this in my life. I'm better than this. Um, This person might be manipulating you and just making you feel really negative and get to a point where you're questioning a lot of things in your life. They're obviously not supporting you and it's time for you to take a step back and really just get down to your roots and what you want out of your life and know that you will be completely fine without that person or even just taking a step back from that person. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, I want to switch gears a little bit here and talk about business because I absolutely love like following you for the health and fitness side, but also because you're someone else who has their business and sometimes I can feel a little bit lonely. So I'd love to know what your advice is for girls who are looking to pursue their passion or start a business. What would your advice be for them who's starting out? (laughs) This is really interesting. I can't even count how many questions each week I get around business. So I feel like that's interesting that you say that because I'm the same. I tend to follow people in this industry because I just want to know like everything business. How do you run your business? What do you do with your business? But I think in terms of being a personal trainer, working with females, starting your own business, it's all about processes. And I almost learned this the hard way and also understanding that you don't need a business degree. You don't need to have any sort of um, uh, what's prior experience is what I'm trying to say um, in business and it's all just trial and error so I think from the start I kind of think back to the way I used to do things and it makes me laugh now but yeah having systems in place that make your life easier is the most efficient and effective way to run a business so I know that when I invested in um, running my business through an app everything got so much easier payments were seamless um, client communication was seamless putting out programs was easier um, having booking systems so clients get sent reminder texts on um, the night before their sessions and things like that just taking that back end side of the work away from you and putting systems there that do the job for you in a sense and I think that is really really important especially when you're starting out and it just makes your life a whole lot easier when you have systems like that in place, especially when it comes to business. Mm. Oh, 100%. I feel like it's looking after future you. I feel like you can go through life just sort of doing things haphazardly. 100%. But then you're yeah. going to pull your hair out at the end when you need to work out like your income or like your um, profit and loss. You just be like, oh, what the hell? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think through understanding that the whole entire thing is a process. I don't know where I'm going to be in 10 years from now, let alone six months. So understand that when you start, you might have two clients and that is completely okay and completely fine. And it's just building up from there and know that you're not going to quit your day job and start making two grand a week, for example. Um, It's a, yeah, it's a process and you have to build up to that point. And this was the first year that I've become completely self-employed. Last year, I was still working at F45 part-time as well as doing my PT. So at the end of last year, I started my online coaching as well. And from pretty much like Jan, Feb this year, um, I've obviously been working for myself. And yeah, I've learned so many things, but definitely tapping into, like we were talking about um, before we recorded before, <laughs> tapping into Instagram and things to market yourself is really important as well. I think you're really silly if you don't use Instagram and stuff to leverage income and use that to yeah, generate sales and generate clients. And it's just a really good way of you to put out um, yeah, yourself, what you believe in, what you're about, who you are as a trainer, and then you attract the clients that want to work with you from there. So that's definitely a massive um, tip that I would say you have to use Instagram to grow. And then what about the aspect of self-doubt or the fear of starting your business? How did you feel and how long did it take you to actually take the plunge and take the step to start? Well, it's interesting because I graduated um, high school, let me just quickly think, 2018. So end of 2018, I graduated. I went to Europe for a month um, with my boyfriend instead of schoolies. And then when I got back, I had signed up um, and enrolled to uni for occupational therapy that started in, I think, the Feb. So Leading up until that point, I'd already got my PT um, 
qualification. So I was a qualified PT and I was working part-time as a PT. And then I went to my course outline for uni, realized this is so not for me. So the day before uni started, I swapped out to sports science. Um, I did six weeks of that, still decided it wasn't for me. So I quit around six weeks into uni and yeah, just started my business. And it honestly happened almost by accident. I had a few friends that were like, oh, I'd love to train with you. And I thought, okay, well, why not? Like I'm working for someone anyway, so I may as well just train a few people. And really from there, once I quit uni, I realized that I want to put all my eggs in one basket. And that was into growing my own business and doing personal training and yeah, having that niche of just training women, because that's where my passion definitely lies. And I've always been um, yeah, really inspired with health and fitness and I've loved it and I've been a part of it my entire life. So it just made sense to me to run my own business and by nature, I'm a fairly stubborn person, so I don't love having a boss. And I think I always knew that I would have my own business one way or another. And this is just kind of the path that life has taken. And I'm yeah, loving every minute of it. That's so good. That's so exciting. Congratulations. I feel like when you're, especially when you're at that young age, it takes a lot to actually take the plunge, especially when you're sort of trying to follow the usual path of going through university and doing those sorts of things. So well done on actually pulling yourself out and be like, no, this is what I actually want to do. Yeah, and I think anyone can do it. That's the thing too. It doesn't take anyone special, any yeah, any experience, anything like that to do it. If you really want to do it, you have to be passionate. You have to be prepared to work really hard and you would know this too that it kind of looks very exciting and easy to an extent to run your own business, but it's definitely not. You have to be willing to put in the hours and put in the work to make it successful and make it what it is. And yeah, it's not it's not all that it looks like on Instagram, but it is definitely worth it. And I think it's one of the most rewarding things that you can ever do. 100%. I think so too. So another PT question. As a PT myself, this is something that I'm constantly thinking about because the industry that we work in historically and still a lot today is revolved around aesthetics and appearance. What is the why behind what you do? And how do you ensure that that's the message you put out and the work that you do? How do you ensure that that's a plays a positive role within the industry. Yeah, I, this is interesting. And I think it definitely starts with you. I actually went and had a massage and had acupuncture the other day. And the lady said to me, she always said, oh, your body's ruined. You're so tight. <laughs> but then she um, followed on and asked me, do you feel like you have to look a certain way to keep up within your industry and the field of work that you do? And it really made me sit back and kind of think about it and think, wow, what, what is my why? Do I do this to look a certain way? And do I feel pressure to look a certain way um, because of the work I do and because of Instagram and things like that. And I would be lying if I said no, I think to an extent, and I'm sure you can agree with this, that you feel like you do have to look a certain way um, and be a certain level of fitness to then kind of train clients and get them to follow you. If anything, it's kind of like walking mm-hmm. the talk. You have to yeah, do what you preach to others. And I think When I work with new clients and I kind of get a good idea of what their mindset is around fitness and health, nutrition, training, all those sorts of things, I kind of understand where they're currently at. And I have to put myself in those shoes and talk them out of there in a way that will make sense to them and get them to a place where they're feeling really positive and like they have the knowledge to kind of take that on themselves and realize what in the industry is true, what isn't, what's going to get them results and what they want out of fitness. Because I think a lot of people will come in with the mindset of, I want to lose five kilos. I want to look like this. I want to get rid of my lower belly fat and I want a 
tone bum and this and that and the other. But then when I kind of explain to them, okay, you're currently at your optimal body weight, all right? The scales say you can't lose anymore. Your BMI suggests you can't lose anymore and you're really at an optimum weight for your height, body weight, age, all that kind of stuff. If you want to lose three kilos, this is what your life's going to look like. This is the calories that you're going to be eating and this is how many days you're going to be training. And then all of a sudden, their mindset shifts and they think, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to have a life if I do that. If I do that, I have to really track my calories every day. I have to train this many days a week. And then it kind of follows that rule of why would you want to weigh five kilo less to live um, 95% less of your life? And I think that is something that we all need to stand by and realize that, yes, we could all be leaner. Yes, we could all be stronger. And of course, we can all be fitter at times. But realizing what your point is, where you're happy is really important. And knowing that just because you don't have lower belly fat doesn't make you happy. And just because you have less cellulite will also not make you happy. And kind of picturing what will my life look like if I want to look like this? Yeah, I think that's so important. And even now, I'm definitely not the leanest I've ever been. And I look back on photos when I was really lean, I sometimes think, oh, wow, I was really lean then. But I remember looking in the mirror back then and thinking, oh, I need to like get lower body fat percentage, lower body fat percentage. I think if that's your your metric that you're measuring your happiness and where you're, how, how successful you are, then you're never going to get there because that's something that will just, you'll keep on moving those goalposts again and again and again. Yeah, exactly. And I think on the flip side of this, especially on Instagram and things at the moment, there's a lot of um, body positivity kind of coming out and a lot of people doing those comparison posts and things like that. And it's also just a really good reminder to kind of see that, wow, no matter how lean you are, no matter how lean someone is, when they bend over, they've got rolls. When they squeeze their bum together, they've got cellulite. When they walk in certain lighting, it doesn't look flattering. And that is completely okay. But on the flip side of this, it's so fine if you want to lower your body fat, lose 10 kilos, be fitter, be healthier, be stronger. I think sometimes we can almost put a dampener on people and be negative towards people that are striving to look leaner, to be stronger, whatever it might be, because that is completely fine. And if that's your goals, there are people that are there to help you um, reach those goals and feel like that. But yeah, Overall, it's just acknowledging what your life will look like when you get to that point. And I think you're so right in saying if that's the way that you're measuring happiness, you will never be happy. Mm, exactly. Riley, I have so loved chatting with you. I have a little last segment, which is real quick cue. So just whatever comes to your mind first. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. So smoothie or acai bowl? Or oh, acai bowl. Protein balls or protein bars? Protein bars. Run or bike ride? Bike ride. Hey, running. <laughs> <laughs> and your fave TV series that you've watched this year? Um, the Blacklist. I'm loving it. It's pretty it's pretty old though, isn't it? Because I think I watched it like when it was coming out on TV when I was in high school with my parents and I loved it. Yeah, it's definitely old. And to be honest, I've seen half of it because every time we start a show after 7.30, I'm asleep. But <laughs> I'm enjoying the parts that I have seen. Oh, I love that show. That gives me the memes. I might rewatch it. <laughs> Riley, where can people find you for more? Um, So on Instagram, my handle is just RileyFitPT. No underscore anymore, actually. I got rid of that. So just Riley Fit PT. Um, you can find me on my website and more about me there. And I will have to just let you to send you the link for that because I, I can't remember off the top of my head. And then on That's okay. I'll link that below. Yeah, <laughs> and then on Facebook, I'm just RFPT Personal Training. As well as YouTube, I'm just Riley RFPT. 
few going on there, but <laughs> yeah. So good, guys. Definitely go and check Riley out to see all of her content. But Riley, thank you so much for chatting with us. Thank you so much for having me. That wraps up another episode of The Real Health Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to see or hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Ebony May Health. We also have a podcast Instagram too, which is at Real Health Podcast. Can't wait to talk to you guys in the next episode. Until then, I wish you happiness and real health. And I'm on the roll.